But Monique Steele is with us now for the Rural News. Kia ora. The new Minister of Agriculture is hitting the ground running. Tēnā Charlotte. Yes, National's Todd McClay is meeting with industry leaders and officials this week to fine-tune policies and to find out how they'll be rolled out. National campaigned on cutting red tape for farmers to allow them to get back to farming. Sally Murphy asked Todd McClay what his first priorities are. Well, one of the things we're quite focused on in the run-up to Christmas is the fresh water uh, requirements that the government put in place some years ago. Look, we're going to work very hard uh, with environmental groups and uh, rural New Zealand to meet obligations around the environment as well as climate change. But uh, the government has put in place a requirement for some fairly heavy-handed changes to be enacted by the end of next year. A number of councils have told me that they're struggling uh, with these requirements and the cost on them is going up and they're not sure that they can meet this deadline. It also means that for a lot of our farming communities, you know, the process to go through to get it right is rushed. So we'll be looking to uh, making an announcement around sort of direction before the end of the year to take a little bit of pressure off so the councils and rural New Zealand have the time they need to get it right because we just absolutely have to. Uh, the other thing that we committed to was a rural rule review panel, a permanent panel to look at all rules and regulations that go on uh, rural New Zealand and we'll start work before Christmas to uh, you know, put in place a terms of reference and I'd hope to take something to Cabinet early next year about establishing that and that'll be the first step in the direction of finding ways to have better rules that focus on outcomes rather than just lots of rules that in the end are you know, unwieldy and haven't worked. Todd McClay says the government wants to move quickly to stop the review of the emissions trading scheme, so he's meeting with forestry leaders this week. It's really important we get confidence back into the ETS, and this is particularly around you know, the government's treatment of forestry. We've been clear that the ETS actually has a very important role to play in helping New Zealand meet its carbon reduction uh, obligations. But having said that, the continually tinker and tinkering and changing of rules and regulations have meant that nobody has confidence in it, which is why I think we've seen the price go down and that people are not wanting to, to purchase uh, units at the auctions. Uh, we'll be taking a concerted and, and serious approach to this. Uh, we need to get the settings right and then leave them alone so that the market can function as it needs to. But we'll have more to talk about in that uh, uh, next year. He says another focus is opening up more trade with India for primary exporters, so he's hoping to visit there before Christmas. Do you want an FTA with India? They've kind of signalled in the past that it wouldn't really get across the line with New Zealand. What makes National think otherwise? Well, yes, we want a very strong trading relationship with India, including a free trade agreement. But first of all, we need to rebuild that relationship because it really has been underdone over the last uh, six years. But look, um, let's not get ahead of ourselves. India has also said they didn't want to trade deal with lots of other countries, including Australia and the UK. They're starting to try to sign uh, up to deals. They are negotiating with a number of countries. Todd McClay is remaining tight-lipped on whether New Zealand would agree to a a free trade deal with India that excludes dairy. India has one of the world's largest dairy sectors and wants to protect it. The early-stage deal it signed with Australia last year excluded dairy altogether. Another thing the new government wants to achieve in its early term is scrapping industry transformation plans. Labour had eight plans underway, including ones for agri-tech, forestry and wood processing and fisheries. Seafood New Zealand Chief Executive Dr Jeremy Halson says stopping work on the fisheries plan is a shame, but the work won't go to waste. Well, we're disappointed. We think that there were some good initiatives in that transformation plan. So 
we're focused on advancing some of those initiatives to improve the economic and environmental performance of the industry. Um, getting more Kiwis into the seafood workforce is something that we're committed to. So Seafood New Zealand is advancing some of those initiatives. It just happens that they were also included in the ITP. So there are things that we were doing that we'll keep doing. Certainly we'll talk to the incoming government and try and understand what it is that they want to achieve uh, through fisheries. And if there are things that we can work on together, uh, then we'll be very happy to do so. That's Jeremy Halson of Seafood New Zealand. To Australia, where heavy rain has ejected some confidence into the beef market. The rain has lifted feed levels, so less cattle are heading to the sale yards, which means buyers are willing to pay more and are doing so. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says higher prices will probably continue. Forecasts of that, especially dry few months ahead, are now starting to be downplayed in Australia. Most key farming regions, uh, except northern Queensland, are now anticipated to receive near-normal rainfall right through to March. But in saying that, those rainfall tallies are still going to be down on last year. Slaughter tallies uh, over the last week and into this week are expected to contract just because of uh, the recent rain they've had and just general roading access issues through those areas that have received those largest rainfalls. That's Mel Crowd of AgriHQ. And just lastly, farming leaders from around the world are coming together to discuss reducing greenhouse gas emissions at COP28 this week. Agriculture will be under the spotlight at this year's UN Climate Change Summit due to its contributions to global emissions and also the impact that global warming is having on agriculture and therefore food security. Beef and Lamb's Senior Environment Policy Analyst Madeline Hall is among the 65 thousand people in Dubai for the event. She says New Zealand's agriculture sector is a world leader when it comes to reducing emissions, so many other countries look to us for advice. We have achieved a remarkable 30% reduction in our red meat emissions since 1990, and we take pride in being a nation with some of the lowest carbon footprints in farming. And I really look forward to sharing these accomplishments and contributing to the global dialogue on uh, food systems and sustainable agriculture. Ms Hall says there's still a lot New Zealand can learn at COP28. But our focus is on gaining deeper insights into how other nations prioritise climate action when it comes to food system solutions that can benefit farmers, communities and the planet. And this is a really big deal for Beef and Lamb New Zealand as it grants us access to valuable lessons and successes from around the globe, which we can bring back and share with our farmers in New Zealand. That's Madeline Hall from Beef and Lamb New Zealand and that's the rural news for today. Koyara te porongo o te taifinawa.